Should you buy commercial property right now? There's a lot of marketing everywhere about the benefits of commercial property, long leases, high cash flow, all this sort of stuff. But I'll tell you what the experts want and why commercial property buying right now could be a massive mistake. Now, it's not often, right, that you hear a property guru, quote unquote, on a property channel saying, don't invest in property. That might be what I'm going to tell you as a conclusion at the end, okay? But I'm going to go through five pros and cons and basically articulate a landscape of commercial property investing. So, you know, wait till the end for my final conclusion, but you're going to want to strap yourself in. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. One, okay, one, the first point, commercial property is valued, is determined, the value is determined by A, interest rate spreads, I'm going to get to that, and rental income. And the former is pushing commercial property prices down, okay, interest interest rate spreads and rental income. Let's go with interest rate spreads. So what happens, okay, is like, let's say interest rates, uh, lending rates, that is not the official cash rate, lending rates are 3%, okay? And the average yield for a commercial property is, let's say, 6%, okay? So there's a 3% difference. In other words, the rate at which you borrow is half at the rate at which you get income from your tenant, 3% versus 6%. Now, what's happened in the last number of years, actually I could go back a, a long time, probably five or six years, is that interest rates have been steadily coming down and obviously with COVID, they just fell off a cliff. And so the opposite happened to commercial property prices because it's valued based on a delta or difference between the official cash rate or lending rates, I should say, and the prevailing yield of the property. So as, as interest rates came down, rents, even if they stayed the same, there was a bigger spread between the cost to borrow and the income or the rate at which you got income in a commercial property. Therefore, commercial property prices boomed, okay? So as the yield in a commercial property comes down, the price goes up. It's kind of, it takes a while to get your head around. Okay, there's three variables. There's your tenant income, there's your yield, and there's there's the price or the valuation of the property. If income is the same and yield goes down, then mathematically the valuation goes up, just like in bonds. It's the same principle. So what's happened, right, is that interest rates have come all the way down and the yield has, let's say, stayed the same 
and also the valuations have gone up. That is what has happened. And in fact, in many instances, the yield has is, is improved as well. So I'll get to that in a second. But that is all coming together to say that we are at a peak in the commercial property cycle. And going forward, as interest rates go back up, you know that yield of 6%, now you're no longer borrowing at 3%, you're borrowing at 4%, you're borrowing at 5%. Therefore, to justify buying a commercial property, you need a higher yield. And if you need a higher yield, that means that the property price or valuation comes down, okay? Because yields have an inverse relationship with property valuation. So who is going to buy a commercial property? You know, let's just talk normal people, not the filthy rich. Who is going to buy a commercial property with a yield of, let's say, 5% when the cost to borrow the funds to buy is 5%? Do you get what I'm saying? So before there was a spread, now the spread has vanished. Therefore, you need 7%, you need 8%. And that's exactly what's happening. Investors are becoming a little bit more cynical saying, look, I don't really want to buy at that 6%, 5% yield anymore. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for this market to correct for yields to go up. And assuming rental income is the same, that means the property price comes down. I hope, I hope that was making sense, guys, right? That's the first thing. And people don't realize that that yield decompression is about to happen and is already happening because of so much noise and advertising and marketing right now across so many channels. And you could be caught out. That's point number one. The second point is that rents are rising in the commercial space. You know, you might be saying, well, PK, you know, Commercial property, got it, yields are decompressing after a series of years of compression, but rents are rising and in every tenancy and every lease, you have rents rising by two, three, four, five, even six percent sometimes. So isn't that going to offset things? Here's the thing. Commercial property is valued at interest rate spread, number one, like I said before, and rental income. Now, if rents are rising, Okay, rents are rising, that's great, but that does not do enough to offset the additional interest rate payments in a quantitatively tightening cycle. Okay, let me explain that. You know, a lot of people say, just keep buying commercial property because sure, interest rates are rising, but so are rents. That is not mathematically a one-to-one -one equation. Let's just look at a simple property that is giving, let's say, a million dollar property that is giving $50,000 of rent per year. That's a 5% yield. Now, if you have a 5% rental increase, which is beyond standard inflation or long-term inflation, that's a good rental increase baked into your lease agreement. You know, a 5% increase on $50,000, $2,500. So it's like, great, well, who cares about interest rates, right? Because my rents are increasing. But wait, 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 hang on. If interest rates go up by 2% on a loan of $700,000, assuming a 70% LVR on a million dollar property, all right, same type of property, million dollar property gives 50,000 rent, okay, rents go up 5%, gives you $52,500 rent, great, but you've got a 70% LVR, $700,000 of loan that additional loan, let's say 2% interest rate rise, you're paying another $14,000 of additional interest repayments a year. That completely 
eclipses that additional $2,500 of rental income. And remember what I said, commercial properties are valued at interest rate spreads, okay? And they're based on rental income. So the rental income is not keeping up with the interest rate rises. Therefore, I tend to be a little bit bearish on commercial property. That's the second point. The third point is that small businesses right now, they may not be struggling just yet, but we haven't even started the quantitative easing cycle. You might be thinking, well, PK, well, in my other videos, you're like saying that you were not really expecting interest rates to rise too much more. That's true as well, but understand that there's a lag between when the official cash rate increases and when it actually impacts the economy. CBA says that that lag is roughly about three months. Governor announces higher official cash rate. It takes about three months for it to hit me because of various delays and bank processing times and notice periods and things like that. Okay, so what I'm saying is that businesses may not yet be struggling, but they're about to struggle. Not every business, of course, but those who are exposed to higher interest rates, higher cost of borrowing. Now, if you're buying a property of up to a million dollars in commercial, let's say your rent is up to about 40 or 50 or 60 thousand dollars, so four, five, six percent yield, something like that. You know, this is a small business. The small business, this rent is going to be probably 20 to 40, maybe 50 percent of their total revenue. This is a small business, right? That's why they're renting, that's why they haven't just bought the, the property outright. And this is going to impact them, right? The higher cost of borrowing will impact their sales, impact their ability to run their business. That's the intention of quantitative tightening to cause pain. So we stop spending. So we stop capital expenditure. And these types of commercial properties are most vulnerable with the weakest tenants, right? This means that just because you've got rent rises baked into your lease agreement, that doesn't mean it will actually happen. People make this mistake all the time. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter what happens to the economy. I've got a five-year lease and I've got a 4% rent rise baked into it. That doesn't mean that your tenant can actually pay that 4% in a quantitative tightening cycle, in a higher interest rate cycle. You need to buy the tenant, not the lease. It's so, so important. In commercial property, buy the tenant, not the lease. And these small types of properties, sub-million dollars, there's going to be a world of hurt in six months' time, in three months' time, perhaps even nine months' time, when these interest rate rises that have happened very suddenly and very shockingly actually flow through, wash through the economy. So that's number three. Number four. Now, I've seen so many investors jump into the commercial market over the last one or two years, not realizing the true fundamentals of commercial property. So this is number four, longer vacancies aren't just a threat. Like don't gloss over that. Leases aren't worth the paper they are written on for properties under a million dollars in value with rent 
at or below or around $50,000. Okay, that's a big statement to make. You know, people understand commercial property, oh, higher cash flows, net lease, net yields. You know, you know it's like all this kind of nice stuff goes on and they say, oh yeah, well, there's downside, you might get a, a longer lease. You know, when we want to make money, like let me put myself in your shoes. When I'm hungry to make money through property invest, I sort of gloss over the negatives, right? I sort of, my mind has this tendency of confirmation bias. I really have this money in the bank. I got to do something with it. I got to provide for my family. I got to get passive income. I got to get out of the nine to five. Let's gloss over the negatives, right? And just see the positives. I don't want you to do that because in commercial property, the negatives can make or break you. And long leases, like, you know, three month lease uh, vacancies, six month lease vacancies, long vacancy periods as a potential, they do happen. Think about it. Even if you've just bought one or two properties in commercial, if your tenant goes away for six months, which is entirely possible, right? You're still paying, let's say a million dollar commercial property. You're still paying like literally thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars, probably $40,000, $50,000 in mortgage repayments and interest repayments alone. And if you're not getting that income, what is that going to do to your household finances? So that's the fourth point. Let's say you have glossed over that. That is a big mistake. And the other thing is that in these sub-million, you know, sub $50,000 rent per year type of commercial category, the average lease period is about two or three years, two or three years. It's not like 10 years. I mean, there's always exceptions, but it's on average two or three years. So let's say you, you, you have a, a year left on your lease with your tenant and the tenant stops paying, all right? Are you going to pay $20,000 in legal and court fees to try get some of the $50,000 of the owing rent back, right? Let, just absorb that, okay? So you're getting $50,000 per year from the tenant, two years are gone, it's a three-year lease, and the third year they decide to pack up stumps and go. Are you really going to pursue the legal avenue, you know, spending 10, 20, sometimes $30,000 in multi-month long court cases to try to recoup that $50,000? Are you really going to do that? My point is that in short term commercial leases, two to three year period in commercial properties, sub million dollars with rent at or below 50 or $60,000, the lease isn't really worth the paper it's written on because we're not talking about trying to recoup a million dollars and spending $50,000 to do so. We're trying to recoup $50,000 spending $20,000 to do so. And that's if even the tenant can give you the money. If they've gone bust because of higher interest rates, if they've gone belly up or if they're in financial pressure, they may not be able to give you that money even after spending all those thousands of dollars in months in court. That is a reality. And people don't like, you know, I'm not trying to do any scare tactics here. Like, I'm just trying to give you worst case scenarios because you should plan your finances based on worst case scenarios, not based on best case scenarios. All right. So small properties under a million dollars, the leases aren't really worth as much you may think that they're worth, nor are personal guarantees or bank guarantees, just because the director guarantees three months of income or the bank guarantees three months of income. I mean, if you're owing fifty dollars to $100,000, I mean, great, you got $5,000 or $10,000, but it's not really helping you that much, right? Number five, okay, number five pro or, or con, I should say, 
People get carried away in investing because we've just come out of this huge boom and social media creates FOMO. You see these amazing other people getting amazing um, commercial property success. The reality, the reality is that post the GFC, it was actually really hard to sell a commercial property, okay? Even at a 50% discount. Let that sink in for a second, right? There's a reason commercial uh, property is like called the, the old boys club. Now, whether you agree with that, that terminology or not, but there's a reason it's called that because it is so much more riskier than residential property. Residential property is safe because it's shelter. Everyone needs it. It will always be in demand. But if there's no demand for a commercial site or building, I don't care how big it is or where it's located. If no tenant wants it, it's not worth much. Okay. And you can't sell it very easily, especially in a post boom period. We're heading into a post boom period. And I want to say that commercial property is not always in demand, whereas residential on average, on aggregate, it's a necessity, right? You need shelter. And we know we don't have enough residential properties in Australia. Commercial property is based on the strength of the economy. Going forward, the economy will be less strong. That is the intention of the RBA to cool it down than before. So what's the conclusion, right? Like what's the conclusion? Everyone always says that PK, it's all about time in the market, not timing the market, all right? So my rhetoric or my rebuttal to that is it's actually about time in the market and timing the market. In property and real estate in Australia, I don't know about other places so much, in Australia it's entirely possible to time the market, not perfectly, like pick the bottom to the day or to the month, like that's not possible, right? But by and large, you can time the market. And right now in the sub $1 million mark in the commercial property realm, Property prices are already slipping and they are likely to slip more. So why buy now when you can get it cheaper in six months? Like I'm seeing it in front of me that yields are decompressing because of interest rate spreads and, and the tenant um, income aspect that I, I shared with you earlier. So obviously, you know, there's always markets within markets <laughs> and each sector has its nuances. You know, commercial is comprised of office, warehouse, industrial, and also retail. And there's hundreds, if not thousands of different locations. So I'm, I can't just do a blanket statement, but for the purposes of a, a 10, 20, 30 minute episode, we have to talk high level, of course, right? But my point is that there's always a good deal to have, but for the average investor, like average, just normal investor doing it themselves or going through a buyer's agent, I would be advising you to be very, very, very careful very very careful go back and listen to these five things before don't say i didn't warn you like i said i i, I try to espouse the truth right if there comes a day where it doesn't make sense to buy in residential property, I'm going to tell you, I don't care what it does to my business. Like we're not really caring about, you know, ripping people off and making money. It's like not money is not a thing. I'm just here to espouse the truth. The truth right now is that under $1 million commercial property, it's not the best time to be buying if you want to try to time the market. If you don't care about decompression, compression, rent rises goes down, tenants go bust, tenants don't go bust, you're going to hold 
hold it for the next 80 years, then, you know, I don't know why you're watching this video. Just go buy something, right? But also I'll say that the truth is that I'm actually in the market for a commercial property or another commercial property, but in a whole different type of deal, okay? A deal above $3 million where interest rates won't affect the type of tenant, the cap rate is not going to, or the yield is not going to be impacted by the macro economy and there's bigger tenants. But guys, hopefully that was bringing you value and I just want to reiterate, I will tell you the truth um, regardless of how painful it is for my business or your pocket or whether how beneficial it is for my business or your pocket. The truth is the truth and this is my truth. Let's see how the commercial property market plays out in the next six months. Level up by educating yourself before you invest in me or anyone else or any buyer's agent, right? Invest in the most important real estate that you have, and that's the six inches between your two ears. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely wish you guys all the very best. My name is PK. Catch you later. Bye.